Today, we're going to learn about setting healthy boundaries in relationships. Let's go! Welcome to the Morning Moxie Show. I'm your host, Alicia Sharp, and this is part four and the final part of Chip Judd's message about setting healthy boundaries in relationships. Here's Chip. All right, next one. If you have healthy boundaries, you allow others to experience the consequences of their choices. Wow, this is a big one. If you have healthy boundaries in this area, you are able to watch, able to watch loved ones suffer. If you have healthy boundaries in this area, you're able to watch loved ones suffer. Now, let me contextualize that. Two-year-old, Johnny, if you want a snack, clean up your blocks, and I'll get you a snack. Mom comes back, 15 minutes, blocks all over the floor. Oh, Johnny, I guess you don't want a snack. Yeah, I do. No? I said, if you want a snack, clean up your blocks. You didn't clean up your blocks. You must not want a snack. Now, if you can't watch Johnny suffer, you're going to mess that kid up. All right, now let's, he's 12. Johnny, if, I, if one more time you leave your room a mess and don't make your bed before you go to school, when you come home, you got to go to your room for 30 minutes without any electronic devices. Johnny goes to school about 11 o'clock. Oh, man, I didn't make my bed. He comes home that afternoon, kind of expecting, you know, to pay the dues. He walks in his room, his bed's made, everything's clean, and there's milk and cookies on the bedside table. Nobody ever mentions it. Did Johnny learn anything? Oh, no, yes, he did. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He learned his parents are liars and cowards. They're liars and cowards. Oh, dude, you didn't really say that. Yeah, I did. You need your kid to like you so much, you can't watch him suffer. It's a horrible way to parent. And you know what? The world is not going to be so kind. With parenting, it's very simple. Pay me now or pay me later, and it's always more expensive later. Always. You've got to learn how to enforce appropriate boundaries. How do you learn to make good decisions? You learn to make good decisions by making bad ones if you pay for them. If I make a bad decision and other people bail me out, I learn something. And what I learn is a grievously dangerous disconnect. I learn a disconnection between my choices and my consequences. It's called the law of sowing and reaping. I developed this sort of subconscious awareness that I can act however I want and I don't get the consequence that fits. Here's what should happen. Good choice, good consequence. Bad choice, bad consequence. Your job is to set boundaries. The child's job is to challenge your boundaries. Your job is to make sure they experience a consequence in line with their choice. Parenting is really quite simple. Freedom, choice, consequence. Easy. No, simple, not easy. Age and stage appropriate freedom. Make choice. Consequence that fits the choice. 
Make sense? But that, that can be so unloving. It's the most loving thing you could ever do. The most loving thing you could ever do. If you want to handicap kids or young adults, disconnect choice from consequence. And you're jacking them all up. All right, how do you get your boundaries from where they are to where you need them? Number one, start with your circle. Often in counseling, you run into this. Well, if you will, I will. So what you're doing is saying your progress is contingent on somebody else's. Why would you do that? Well, if you'll go to counseling, I'll go to counseling. Not a bad idea to say, let's go together. But why would you tie your progress to their progress? I'm going to counseling. Love for you to go with me. But I'm going whether you go or not. You follow me? So you don't have to wait on anyone else. One of the most tragic mistakes is, well, I'm just, I'm just waiting for my husband or mother or father or whatever to be ready. You might as well like where you are because it's going to be a while. Freedom comes to you when you take responsibility. Bondage when you give it away. It's amazingly liberating when you take responsibility for how you feel. Well, John didn't you know, treat me a certain way. You know, maybe it's true, but I'm responsible for what I do with that. And I'm responsible for how much it affects me. Right? All right, since you can't make anyone else change, change yourself so their behavior no longer works on you. You're going to be around manipulative people every day of your life. And most of them are not intentionally manipulative. Some of them are. But most of them are just... They just have never figured out healthy ways to get their needs met. And that's part of why we're here, right? All right, second one, own your emotions. Love to talk about emotions. Real quickly, I want to walk through an example that highlights a principle. You've been invited to a party taking place this evening. This morning, you overhear someone saying some bad things about you to some of your friends. You've been invited to this party, and you overhear them talking badly about you, all right? So here are how it could play out. You're thinking, they must all think the same, no one likes me. How does that make you feel, low, rejected, and angry? What does that cause you to do? You don't go to the party. Where does that leave you? You're at home watching TV. What are you thinking? About they're all having a good time laughing behind my back. And how do you feel? Low, rejected, and sad. Right? All right, let's play same scenario at the top. Now, you're thinking. Thinking is talking to yourself. Right? You're saying to yourself, you know what? You can't win everybody. Why would they invite me if they didn't like me? Now you're feeling slightly hurt, but self-assured. What, what's changed? Now you go to the party. You know what? Now I'm at the party having a great time. What am I thinking? I'm having a lot of fun with my friends. They obviously do like me, so I can forget about what he said. What am I feeling? Great, confident, and slightly relieved. Now, take your finger. Point to where the change took place. Between your ears. All, listen to me now. This is so important. All that changed is how you interpreted and explained the event to yourself. Wow. Same event, 
All that changed is what you said to yourself. I'm just picking on John. John, John and I, let's say we lived closer, we were around each other more. I get around John and he just kind of ignores me. Now I can say, you know, I'm such a loser, John. But he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't really like me. Or I can say, you know, gosh, I wonder what's going on, man. Maybe there's something in his life that, I wonder if he, he wants to get coffee and maybe he needs to talk. Now, where did all that happen? In my brain. Now, if I feel poopy, who did that to me? I did that to me. Now, I'm not saying people can't hurt you. That's not what I'm saying. But you and I determine the intensity, degree, and duration of the emotion that we feel. I, you can't make me feel anything without my agreement. You follow me? Now, that's a learned skill. How do you learn anything? Practice. 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 All right, when you need to confront someone because you're in a, a repeating cycle of some unhealthy boundaries, it's a three-step thing. Lady comes to me and says, my husband's an alcoholic, I love him, but I just, gosh, I just can't live this way. So here's what I said. I said, go home, tell your husband I love you, I'm honored to be married to you. When we said our vows, I meant every word of it, and I would love to spend the rest of my life with you. Anybody know the next word? But I'm not living this way any longer. That's one and two. Three, what do you mean? Either we go together to counseling, or I'm going to stay married to you at a separate address that you're going to pay for, which in the state of South Carolina would probably happen. What that person just did was those three things. Now, what do you think was sitting in front of me the next week? This really angry guy. <laughs> Guess what I never brought up? I never brought up his drinking. All I said was, sir, do you love this wonderful lady? Yes, sir, I do. Would you like to stay married to her? Yes, sir, I would. Would you like to have a great marriage? Yeah, I really would. Willing to work on it? Yes, sir. Let's go to work. Guess who brought up his drinking? He did. Because I told her not to. He did. Now, they don't always end this well, but he ended up getting saved and one of my favorite stories of all time. Just amazing. But sometimes you got to just walk through that with somebody you love. But don't, listen, here's the deal, guys. If you're not going to enforce the consequences, don't lie. Don't do it. Don't do it unless you're ready. That was Chip Judd, and you can find that talk on a podcast by John and Lisa Bevere called Conversations with John and Lisa, and you can subscribe to that on iTunes and everywhere else you do podcasts, just the same way you subscribe to mine, and I highly recommend that you do that. That's John and Lisa Bevere, and the name of the talk is How to Maintain Healthy Boundaries, and you can also find out more information about Chip Judd at chipjud.com, and then, of course, John and Lisa Bevere, their ministry is messengerinternational.org. Hope you have a great day, and I'll see you again tomorrow. God bless.